Hello, my friends. Welcome to Deeper Than Dating, the best place for singles to uplevel their lives and take advantage of their single time. I'm your host, Sarah Mack, breakup and relationship coach, and I'm here to guide you to uplevel and upgrade your single life by building a deeper connection with yourself. I'm on a mission to help millennials take advantage of their single time so they can get over their past, stop settling in life, attract better relationships, and have fun while being single. On Deeper Than Dating, we will explore topics of self-development, psychology of love, relationships, and breakups, mindset, spirituality, and manifestation in order to deepen the relationship with ourselves, which is truly the secret to deeper dating. Whether you find yourself still trying to get over your ex, questioning all your relationship decisions, desiring a more fulfilling single life, or chasing your next relationship, this is the place to be. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey because the answer will be the same. Dig deeper into your connection with yourself in order to attract a better life and level up. It's not about dating. It's not about the breakup. It's not about your future. It's always deeper. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to Deeper Than Dating. On today's episode, I am talking with Carly Pepin, who is a human behavior specialist, which we were just talking. It's all over the board, so there's so many different topics we can dive into today. What we're really going to focus on is balancing career or business and finding the right relationship or balancing it with your love life how they're related, love and business, and tapping into clarity in your daily life. So welcome, Carly. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. Of course, I want to start with just a little bit of who you are, what you do, and yeah, how you came to do what you do. Uh, so I, I'm going to guess my story is similar to a lot of people where I had my own personal challenges I was going through. I started working with my own coaches and I was getting amazing results. So the things beyond kind of traditional therapies were giving some really great results in life. And I got really inspired to understand more, learn more and teach it as well. So that's kind of how I dove into it and why I still love to do it today. And yes, so background wise, just studying everything I can possibly get my hands on. And I also love to study not just like psychology, but also philosophy, because there's a lot of wisdom and philosophy on not just how life works in a sense, but how we interact as humans. When we think about our life purpose and what that looks like, there's a lot of that in philosophical texts. So I really like to combine that as well. And lots of other things that anything that I think can help me understand the human mind and how to help people overcome their challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all right up my alley. And now I'm having more questions pop into my mind as you talk about purpose and philosophy. So maybe we can dive into that as well. But I know we mentioned talking about overcoming challenges. This is something you help your clients with. How do we do that? Because that can be, that's a loaded question, I know. But let's say someone comes to you and they feel stuck, which I feel like is usually when people seek out help. They don't know where to go. They don't know, don't know what to do. How do you really help someone overcome anything? 
Yeah, it's a great question. Cause I know we all, no matter like what stage of life we're in, we might come back to that feeling of being stuck or stagnant, even as we move to the next level. So it's something that everyone experiences. Yeah. And yeah, when we think about being stuck and having like a feeling and perception of challenge, it really is just a perception. So if you think about something else that's challenging. And we can relate this to even having kids, like having kids is challenging. It's very rewarding, but also, you know, that you're going to be staying up late at night in the beginning stages, you know, like if you're a woman and you're pregnant, you're going to get tired. You don't sit there and label yourself as stuck when you're embracing those challenges. And the reason why you don't label yourself as stuck, even though you're having some big challenges coming your way is because your perception is that this is purposeful right? So any challenge in our lives that we perceive doesn't have a purpose or is linked to our own unique purpose, we all of a sudden feel stuck, stagnant, overwhelmed, something that we can't overcome. So the biggest component that I start with is shifting the perception of an individual to actually assist them to seeing how this particular purpose or this challenge is on the way to their life purpose and on the path that you didn't get off track, that you're not offline or anything like that. And as soon as they see that, what's amazing is I'm not the coach that's going to give you a list of things to do. You already have the list of things to do inside you. I first shift your perception and then you have control of perceptions, decisions, and actions. Your decisions naturally change. Your actions naturally change. And I didn't have to tell you to do anything to get out of it or move forward. You you just automatically start doing it. It becomes natural. And that's actually what we all have inside of us, that natural ability to overcome challenges. It's just shifting that perception from this is overwhelming. This is too stressful. I can't do this to asking those quality questions to ensure we see how it's purposeful. And then all of a sudden, it's just a thing. It's not a big deal. And that's the truth. There's challenges that we'll tackle on a day-to-day basis in normal everyday life. And when we can become friends with them in that way, they're just not going to become overcoming anymore. And we won't get stuck or stagnant in those moments to the same degree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it really starts with a shift in perception of the situation and the mindset that we are the stories we're telling ourselves every day, because I've been there, my clients have been there as well. It's like, we are telling ourselves we're stuck. So we have to really start to shift that. Yes. Yeah. That initial story is I'm stuck. And often the hard part is, and this is why, I mean, I I say this quite frequently. I have a team of individuals that I love to connect with, not just my own coaches, but friends, mentors, individuals like that to give me that feedback. Because the first step is, yes, we perceive we're stuck, but we're so caught up in that story, as you're saying, that we actually can't even understand where our misperception is, where we've kind of gone off track in our own perceptions, our own mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So having that external feedback gives us the tools to be able to go in and say, okay, this is what's going on. Let's work on this and let's get you moving forward again. So what are some tools that someone could start to do that? Because I'm just imagining maybe someone who's a little bit more stubborn in changing their perspective. How would you approach that? Yeah. So when we have that stubbornness and this is an interesting one, this is one that I actually really love. Uh, Stubbornness to me, isn't that you're unwilling to move forward. It just means that something that you have in your life right now, even though you feel stuck and it's challenging, 
is actually too important to to sacrifice. So part of diving in and asking those questions, not just as a coach, but also to yourself is like, okay, if I move forward and I actually got over this, what am I actually scared I'm going to lose? What am I fearing I'm going to tackle as a result? You're not. Humans, humans are born and like meant to grow and evolve. So if Mm -hmm. you're holding back from a certain level of evolution, it's because there's something that you either don't want to let go of or something that you don't want to take on. So being able to ask yourself that, and again, if you can't figure it out on your own, you go out and you get some help from someone who can actually help you find that reflection. It's because you're not stubborn. You're just, you just don't know what it is that you just don't want to let go of. (laughs) So there's probably a lot of fear that you see in your clients, fear coming up of yeah, either letting go or taking someone on. Sometimes that fear can be so overwhelming and paralyzing, which is why people get stuck. How can someone start to really chip away at the fear so that they actually start to move forward? I love this. I love this because fear, you're right, is absolutely huge. So there's only two types of fear that we can actually have. And it's fear of losing something that you infatuate with or the fear of gaining something that you resent. So if you're having a fear, and I talked about this a little bit before in the last question, let's say you're having a fear about moving forward in your business, right? But previously, you've already tried to launch a business and you had a ton of failures. It was really stressful, really challenging. Maybe you lost a lot of money, relationships in there. You have a fear of going through that past experience that you resent. And remember when I said, it's all about your perception, the more negative connotation that you have on something, the more that you're going to perceive it's something that you resent, something that has more drawbacks, something that's not on the way to your life purpose. It's in the way. So you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to move forward. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to be stuck because it's safer here, right? So asking those questions to make sure that you understand how everything that you went through in the past was actually on the way to your own unique life purpose. You'll sit and you'll say, I want to start that business again. I can go through everything I went through again. I don't resent it anymore. I'm not scared. The other thing is the loss of things that we admire, we infatuate with. And sometimes it's even the loss of our own pride, right? Because going out there and being in the public eye, especially nowadays, you know, you text things privately, you're videoing things privately, and everything can be out in the public. Like that's a big fear for people is to show all the parts of themselves that they're hiding. So that's part of not wanting to let go of our pride. That's a thing that we infatuate with. But the truth is, and I know everyone sees this, is some of the teachers that we're most inspired by and that we admire the most are the most human (laughs) because we relate to them the most, we understand them the most. And we actually don't want to learn from someone who's perfect and has no problems. Like how are they going to help me solve my own? We love Mm -hmm. listening to people who have their own problems and challenges and overcome them as well. Right. The other thing when we fear the loss of is again, maybe last time you tried to build a business, you've lost your connections with families and friends, you know, so going through and seeing how that served you will assist you in not fearing that loss again so that you can actually move forward. So fear is rooted in the subconscious mind based off your past experience of loss or gain and things you don't want to go through again. Yeah. And I can, I'm, I'm just thinking about love, the fear from what we've lived through in our past, we do not want to relive relationships that, you know, were toxic or didn't end well, which is why what led me to become 
a breakup coach because I had such terrible toxic first breakup that then instilled so much fear into me where I was so scared to love again, yet I know that's a big purpose of why we're here. We have to learn how to love. So how do we approach dating and love with less fear? So it's actually, it's beautiful. I'm grateful, grateful you got into what you're doing because you're absolutely spot on there where (laughs) yes, there are individuals, they don't want to go through the past pain, as you said, and because they don't want to go through the past pain, they're feeling stuck in relationship, but the truth is they just don't want it. So again, anything that you've ever gone through that you don't want to go through again If you're not asking questions to ensure you see what purpose it was to go through that challenge, then you're never going to want to experience it again. And you'll do everything possible to avoid it both consciously and unconsciously. That's the interesting part. You're doing it consciously, which is the parts that you notice, but the unconscious part is anything that it reminds you of almost becomes like a stamp and a roadmap for you of something to avoid, which can be quite challenging because you could have had an individual that you dated and they look a specific way. And then every time you actually see a person who looks similar, you could get anxiety as a result because that's the unresolved pain within, you know, Mm -hmm. so making sure you are certain that everything you went through is on the way. So you could look back and there's no more emotion, no more perceived trauma. And that frees you from your past and gives you permission to step into your future. So it really goes back to the shifting of perspective changing that story of this, there is a bigger purpose to all of this. Yes. And what else? Because I still feel like I'm definitely, I definitely work with people that are really, really just carrying so much fear with them. So I feel like there, is there another layer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, and a really important component of this as well is to get clear on your purpose. Now, this is going to be an ever evolving thing right? Uh, We could do the best we can and with what we have in this moment, but really getting clearer on clearer and clearer on what's important to you. And the interesting thing is some people say, well, I don't really feel like I have a purpose. I feel purposeless. Your life demonstrates the things that are important to you. If you think that that's not good enough, that's because you're comparing yourself to an outside source that you label has a better or greater purpose than you, you know, but the mom at home who's raising her kids is just as valuable as the Elon Musk going to space. Everyone is necessary. That guy doesn't exist without a mom raising kids, you know? So everyone is necessary and everyone has that unique purpose and finding what's truly purposeful for you, right? That's the first key component because you're not going to be able to get the answers of how something was purposeful to you if you don't have that first initial deeper root. And then when you're asking those questions, because imagine this, imagine if if I if I sat here and told you that relationship that you went through ruined your life. It ruined your life and it was so challenging and so hard. If you go through it again, it's going to destroy your finances. It's going to destroy your business. It's going to destroy your relationships. You're going to look at me and say, Carly, I don't ever want to be in a relationship again, right? Yeah. (laughs) And if I go through and I say, I know that relationship was hard, right? And I know that your finances were impact, but how did that actually serve you? How did that actually serve you in your own unique purpose, right? And we ask those questions until you're grateful, 
right? How did that serve you to have your relationships impacted, to have your business impacted? What new drive came through in your business? What new did you learn about your finances? What new friends came through as a result of this? And you start to see that even though things were challenging simultaneously, your life was quite magnificent. You never got off purpose. There were just things that you weren't noticing. I'll ask you at the end, what do you think about going through this again? You're like, I got a lot of really cool things out of it. (laughs) So yeah, I I could do it again. And that's why when I say shift of perception, I know sometimes we think we're just changing a mindset, but you're really changing how you view the world and you're changing it through your own life experiences. Like you can listen to this kind of stuff and you can think about it. And, um, you know, I call it philosophy can be really challenging (laughs) if you're not implementing philosophical uh, structures, then basically we just wind up mentally masturbating. So it's not just about <laughs> hearing it, but applying it to your own life. Because when you get that real evidence in your own life that your life is magnificent and everything you've gone through, no matter how challenging was purposeful, you really have certainty that no matter what you face, you're going to be able to overcome it. And that's an inspiring place to be. So then if you're in front of a person that even if you still have a little bit of fear, right, you Mm -hmm. still have a little bit, you're like, I could do this. Like Mm -hmm. I've done this before and I got these amazing things out of it that I hadn't seen. And I know I'll get more out of this as well. So I'm going to move forward and I'm going to go ahead. Yes. And I'm, you're just totally speaking my language that everything is for a greater purpose everything is. And when you connect to that and when you realize that we are here to grow and evolve and become our higher selves and to live through that purpose, then you kind of start to get in the flow of life too. And you you have this shift that everything coming in is really a mirror for you to show you where you still need to grow and evolve and what lessons to learn and everything that comes along with that. I love that. Yeah. And relationships are one of the greatest mirrors we have. The greatest Mm -hmm. mirrors. We get the biggest triggers in our intimate relationships because they are our biggest mirrors. (laughs) So it really is like a roadmap on the things that are most inspiring for us to connect with, to work on within ourselves. And I know we talked about this a little, but it's like every time you get that reflection, every time that trigger comes up in your romantic relationship, don't think it's not spiraling in the rest of your life as well. So when you work on that trigger in your relationships, expect your business to grow, expect your finances to shift, expect your health to shift, expect all areas of life to be impacted. Just because it's focused in a relationship doesn't mean that it's not actually impacting everywhere because that reflection, that mirror from the partnership is a part of you and you're a part of every part of your life. So it's really quite inspiring to not only have that reflection, but learn how to utilize it and grow it and understand it and and use it as a tool, basically using our triggers as a tool to be able to overcome and move to the next level. Yeah. So that kind of leads into the relationship between our love lives or dating lives and our career or business or whatever we're doing. And it seems like purpose can be this underlying string that is guiding us in all areas. What is that connection or what do you see that connection as? Yeah. So this is really cool because you're actually not going to be even in a romantic relationship unless it's in alignment with your life purpose. And there's going to be individuals out there who 
love business and want to focus on business. And there's going to be individuals who love relationships and want to focus on relationships and that's all they want. And then there's some who do both, right? So relationships are only going to be prevalent if they're valuable to you in that form a romantic relationship. Sometimes you'll see, I get this quite often with really driven financially business-driven men and women, right? They push so hard, they make so much money, they become financially independent. And then they come to me because they've reached that goal of business and financial independence, right? And they're like, but I just feel like my relationship fell in the dust and I'm so bad at it. Yeah. Now here's your reality. This is the interesting part. That individual just didn't have a purpose around relationships. His main purpose and main focus was business and finances. Now that he's achieved and accomplished that milestone in his purpose, he's ready to master another area of life. <laughs> but mm-hmm. at the same time, relationships were never missing. Every intimate connection, everything that he had that he thought he was supposed to have in a romantic partner, he had in his business. You know, he had with his employees, he had with his business partners, he had with his friends. So nothing's ever actually missing. And you're not going to dive into relationships again, unless it's important to you. If you love both business and relationships, it's also going to be allowing it to ebb and flow. There are times in my life, like both are very purposeful to me. So I do work to have that ebb and flow. There are times in my life where I completely disconnect from my partner and I'm highly focused on business. And there are times in my life where I'm completely disconnected from business and highly focused on my partner. Neither is actually right or wrong, but it's that ebb and flow, not just for me, but also for the other person. So individuals who maybe love business and are thinking, man, I disconnect from my partner and I feel so bad because I prioritize my business. Again, we ask the questions, not only when we think about purpose, how it's purposeful, for us, but also for the individual on the receiving end. I encounter a lot of high, high value, high purpose business individuals that really beat themselves up for not spending enough time at home. But if you actually look at how that serves, like the family dynamic, it's really quite inspiring. Like what is the husband or wife doing at home on the side? What are they focusing on? If you were there, how are you actually interrupting that perfect thing that's helping them to attach to their purpose as well. And when you see it, you're like, wow, you guys are perfect for each other. You know, this is actually why you attracted each other because you're meant to be. And it's the same with relationships as well. Sometimes when we focus on relationships, we'll feel guilty for dropping out of my like business. Right. And I'll ask myself, like, how does this even serve my clients to be focusing on my partnership right now? And I dive in and I see all the different components that actually help my business and my clients and life as a result of disconnecting. So if you really love both, it's about finding the ebb and flow and asking yourself those questions about how it serves you. If you start beating yourself up, which is natural. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, a big struggle. I feel like it can be such it's, it's a practice. It's a practice of finding the balance, finding the flow. And I do feel like some people don't feel like they can have it all, but they can have both. What would you say to someone who doesn't feel like they could have both? Yeah. There's probably something in the past that's instigating that perception because the reality is if you look out in the world, there's plenty of people who have both. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you're like, oh, I can't have both, like according to who, according to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what did you go through in the past that again, either the business impacted the relationship and you thought that you couldn't have a relationship if you had a business 
or the relationship impacted the business. And you thought because you had so much challenge in the relationship, you couldn't have a business. So there's some sort of pain and wound from the past that's unhealed. That's making you think you'll never be able to get it. And that's just not true. It's out there. It's possible. And if it's something you truly want, it's not to just give up on it and buy into that story, but do everything you can, you know, on your own, or again, getting some help and assistance from an outside source to make sure you work through those challenges and those pains so you can get to the other side. Mm -hmm. There was something you said that I want to explore about purpose. And since I'm guessing most of the listeners are single, uh, it's really geared towards singles, you know, to prepare or do the work so that they have the tools when they are in relationship. So it's one thing to really be close to your purpose when you're single and you have all your time to yourself, but then going into a relationship, that's a whole other layer. It's a whole other story. And I like what you said. It's like you are likely attracting someone else based off of their purpose. So how do you, how can singles navigate that of identifying what their purpose may be? And then I guess, figuring out how they're attracting people based off of the other person's purpose. That's a whole other layer that I didn't really think about. I love that. I love that. It's a beautiful question. And it's here's the thing. We we want to attract someone who's similar enough and different enough, right? Similar enough that we have things that we love to talk about and connect on, but different enough so there's that like challenge and charge and that almost fire in a relationship, right? If someone's too different, we're going to be fighting all the time. If someone's too similar, you're going to be dating yourself and that's boring. <laughs> so find yeah. that beautiful balance. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever you're meeting someone, ask yourself the questions. Again, your life demonstrates your purpose, how you invest your time the most, how you invest your finances the most, how you invest your energy the most, what you love to talk about the most. All of these things are insights onto what your unique purpose is because you're actually focused on your purpose all the time and trying to think, speak, and do in accordance to it your partner or the individual who you're even on a date with will do the same. And this is really fun. I love doing this with clients who are dating. It's so much fun because um, we'll ask questions. It's like, what did he talk about? Or what did she talk about during the first date? What do they keep bringing to the table conversation wise? And they're like, wow, they just keep talking about business. They just keep talking about work. They talk about their family all the time. And that's because that's the, what's most important to them. That's one thing, right? That's most important to them. So people in general, you and others will give you little nuggets of wisdom just based off what they love to focus on most. It's really quite inspiring. So that's how you can kind of tap into what's most important to them. It's also not to have any unrealistic expectations, right? So you might be sitting in front of that individual who only wants to talk about business, but recognize like they really do love their business. Their business is probably going to come before you. <laughs> And you don't take it personally. It just means that that's a higher purpose for them. It doesn't make you any lesser. It doesn't make you any worse. It's just not having any unrealistic expectations for the relationship to look a certain way. Know that it's going to be prioritized. But also, if we see historically in relationships, individuals who date someone who prioritize business and finances generally profit off of that, again, financially and with lifestyle. And those are often the women they get attracted to these men that fund them for being full-time moms, 
which is so inspiring, you know, and it's not about the husband coming home to raise the kids. It's the truth is you want to raise the kids. It's your life purpose, not his. He still wants a family, but he doesn't want to spend as much time, but he'd love to fund it and fuel it. And he's your top investor. You know, Mm -hmm. you are the business of family and he's your top investor. And sometimes people diminish themselves or their lives as a result of how that looked out when both individuals are actually completely empowered in what they're doing. And it's quite inspiring to see. To have that quantity of finances invested in you as a mom is huge. People want to run businesses and start businesses and look for investors like that and they don't even get it. You know, so Mm -hmm. don't ever discount like what you're doing and not have unrealistic expectations on the other person to want to do the same. Cause as soon as they do, you lose what you're doing. They take it over and you don't really want that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can someone do to really start tapping into this? Because I think of like the values list and that's a very first step, basic level, like identifying your values. What else could someone do? Or maybe there's someone that feels lost and questioning, like, do I have a purpose? What is my purpose? And how is this going to fit into my partnership? Yes. So the first step, even if you're feeling really lost, again, is to look at your own life. How do you fill your space? Like if you look around you, what do you fill your space with? You know, if you're really into spirituality, you probably have some spiritual books. You probably have crystals around you. If you're really into business, you have all of your computer gear. If you love your podcast, you've got all your podcast equipment set up all the time and that's not going to stop, right? So how do you actually fill your space? How do you spend your time? You know, what do you actually invest in most? Because sometimes we think we should be doing something, but I want to know what people actually do right? So if you think you should be working on your business, but instead you're spending time with your family, that shows you that you have a higher priority on family. And that's part of your life purpose. That's really important. Check your bank account, right? If you look at your bank account and you broke down how you spend money every month, not everyone puts the most money into their savings. Not everyone puts the most money even into their house. You know, there was a time when the majority of my cash flow was going into personal development, right? All of my life expenses were less than personal, (laughs) less um, than personal development. Yeah. (laughs) Because so that's part of your life purpose is growth and personal development. And it's not to have the unrealistic expectation that it's going to be anything else. So that's part of identifying our life purpose is seeing what you're actually investing your time in. What do you love to talk about in any topic of conversation? This is cool too, because you're an introvert right? And you're quiet and really shy when people are talking about things that are not important to you, but you become an extrovert when people talk about things that are purposeful. So if you look at your life, like where do you become an extrovert? Where do you light up? What do you love to talk about? That's part of your purpose. And once you start to identify those components, and again, a lifelong journey, get as much detail as you can on a regular basis. It's really quite inspiring because then you want to map your life every day around doing small tasks around those things, you know? And it's cool Mm -hmm. because you'll wake up and you'll make a list make a list of all the things that you can do that actually align with the things that are most important to you. And when you say, 
like, well, Carly, at my highest value is my family, right? But I need to make money. Yeah, we do live in a world that money is necessary. But I mean, this is this is funny, but it's true. Look at the Kardashians. The mom is the manager and she loves family. And she's mm-hmm. figured out a way to assist her family in creating wealth and income. And she makes money off of that. You know, Eleanor Roosevelt made money off of being a mom. She, part of her mission statement was to build a family of world leaders, right? So that was quite inspiring. And she made money off of that. If you want to make money off of something that you think maybe you can't, it's asking the question over and over again, every day until it comes to you, how do I make money off doing what I love? How do I make money off of doing what I love? How do I make money off of doing what I love? And that's so important because that's part of mixing your life purpose with the needs of the world. And you're not the only person in the world who finds whatever is important to you important. And so it's about asking that question so you could find those people and create something out of it. And that's Mm -hmm. how businesses are born. That's it. Super simple. Yeah. Or I have, this is one of my favorites, moms who love being moms and it's definitely their light purpose. As soon as the kids leave the nest, right? And they fly away and they do their own thing. The ones who have such a high purpose on being a mom they immediately go work at schools and they become teachers and they can have kids around them all the time and keep raising kids. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. There's a level of creativity involved with this process, which I've experienced in my own life and knowing I was going to build a business around my purpose, but you have to get creative with your skills, your values, and again, shifting that perspective that it is possible because I feel like when someone can start on this journey, if they have that closed mindedness that they think, oh, they immediately think I'll never make money off that. But then you have to do the research of seeing what people are actually making money off of these days, literally everything under the sun. How can, how do you help your clients get creative with the process and expanding their mindset of no, you can do, you can do this. You can really create something around who you are. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, That's a really inspiring question. A very important question. I remember I was working with an individual and he was getting stuck in the hiring process, right? So he was really getting frustrated. It was taking up too much time. Now I worked with this individual for years, so I know him quite well. And what I do know is he loves to speak. And I asked him, I said, would it be wisdom to take that first interview where you're basically vetting people to see if they even want the job and turn it into a speaking engagement? And he lit up, right? He lit up. All of a sudden he's like, yeah. So now what he does is he has a speaking engagement where 50 people come, 10 people maybe out of that decide they want to apply for the job, goes through his assistant, and then he gets the top one to two, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. So he created a system based off of what he loves. And this is the important thing to remember is that innovation isn't someone coming up with some magical idea. Innovation is someone giving themselves permission to do something different in accordance to their own value system. So for example, if you really like the idea of speaking, right? Like I love speaking, but I don't love putting together like on the back end what you're doing. I really don't. And I have certainty I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I know I won't. So then the question is, okay, well, that's not me. I'm not going to be the podcaster, but then I'll be the guest on the show. Great. And if I think 
I'm never going to be able to do that. Sometimes it's not that it's self-doubt. Sometimes we just haven't put together a game plan. So anything that you have self-doubt on just first, really simple, write it down, break it down into steps until the steps are so minuscule that you wake up and you say, I can do this today. I remember 10 years ago when I said I wanted to speak, okay, 10 years ago, I was like, I want to do more speaking engagements. I want to try it. Like, that sounds amazing. And when I broke down how to get there, I was like, wow, it's really important for me to build my brand so that people actually want to have me on. And then on top of that, it's time to practice speaking. And the thing that I could do every day building my brand is basically building your business. So that is something I can do every day. And I also created Instagram stories and I would do little 24, you know, the ones that last for 24 hours, little snippets where I practice speaking on a daily basis. And I was like, and they delete. So it's no big deal. <laughs> if I mess up, yeah. it's not a big deal. And I did that for years until I finally started feeling comfortable. So when I say if a goal is big and you're like, I can't do this, it might not be that you think you can't do it. It might just be that you didn't break it down into so many pieces that it's digestible enough that you're like, I can do this today. Because like if Elon Musk sits there and he says, I'm going to, I'm going to go to space and go to Mars, but he doesn't break down how to build a rocket. He's going to get overwhelmed. But the second yeah. he breaks down, yeah, in the business and himself, that's how he can actually move forward. So that's a really big component of being able to implement your purpose on a day-to-day -day basis. Whatever it is that you want, break it down. And if you're breaking it down and you're still hitting roadblocks, then again, it's finding out. We talked about the fears. Am I, is there something I'm fearing experiencing? Something that I think I'm going to lose if I have this? Something I think I'm going to gain that I don't want, you know, and breaking that down so you can get into the subconscious. But I consistently say, first step first, break things down into parts. And when you break it down into parts, the other important component is look at your list and say, do I really want to do this? Do I actually want to do this? Now, I have a client who she's starting up her own podcast. And she looked at her list and she's like, I want to have a podcast, but I 100% don't want to do all the back end stuff that it takes. Right now, there's a couple options here. When she looked at that and she knows she wants a podcast, you can either delegate it, right? Which she wound up doing. She hired someone who helps her on the back end. And now all she's focused on is the part that she wants to do, which is the teaching, right? Mm -hmm. And that works. So if you look at your list and you're like, I really want the goal, but I don't want to do this, can you delegate it to someone? whose inspired purpose it is, which is quite inspiring to like literally pay someone to do what they love, right? Can you mm -hmm. delegate it? And if you can't delegate it financially, because this is important, I know a lot of business owners when we're starting up, we all can't delegate it financially. Ask yourself again some questions to see how this is on the way to your purpose. How does this serve? If you if your purpose is family, you ask the question, how does this serve my family to do all this stuff on the back end? And it's quite inspiring because some of the answers that I see quite frequently is, well, if they get to actually see me going through this hardship, they're not going to have unrealistic expectations on what it's like to build a business. I can actually teach them along the way. You know, they get to see what real life is about and that's going to prepare them for the future. And you're like, wow, I do want my family to see me do this back-end work. And all of a sudden it's purposeful now. So mm -hmm. that's another component. If you get stuck, figure out where, where the gap is. Is it from the past, the subconscious? Did you not break it down enough? Or at the same time, is it something you're going to delegate or you're going to link to your highest values, your highest purpose to ensure that you're going to do it daily? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is very similar to the last episode I recorded with the 12-week year. It's like having that bigger vision and then breaking it down into digestible steps or mini goals, which is in my mind is how manifesting works. Tell the universe what you want and then you take action towards what you want. So now what's coming up is I'm thinking, which I know we just said we want to talk about clarity is let's say someone does have this vision, like they do, they want to be a motivational speaker. They want to have this empire, but they don't have the clarity to know what to do next. Like, what do I do tomorrow to get closer? What, what is the right next step? Cause that can be overwhelming too, of making that decision of, okay, what is my next step? So how do we help people find clarity? Yeah. The, like, as you were talking about with the 12 weeks and breaking it down into mini goals, hundred percent break things down into mini goals, get it digestible. It won't be overwhelming. The other thing is just having this reflection. Like I want people to know as well, we look at individuals who are motivational speakers, who are doing great things in the world and we'll put them on a pedestal, right? We think they have something that we don't. And that's not the truth. The minute that you spend time with that individual one-on-one or really pay attention to them, you're going to realize they're still only human. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us is only human, human beings, just doing what we love. The only difference between you and them is that they're just doing what they love and they just put more time in it. That's it. They're not better at it. You're not worse at it. They're not smarter. They're not better looking. They're not anything of the sort. Those comparisons are going to really paralyze you. So that's why it's really inspiring to go out and research other people. But if you're researching to such a degree that you're paralyzing yourself with comparisons and not moving forward because you're not good enough, get off the computer disconnect. Don't look at anything. Don't do anything. And just sit down and say, with all that noise gone, what do I really want to do? And who do I really want to be? And I don't care if you turn that phone off and disconnect from that world for a year, if that Mm -hmm. helps you to ensure that you're not letting that noise in your head of what you should be overcome what you'd love to be. Because the minute that you give yourself permission to do what you love and not should have to, supposed to, must, you become that person you admire which is just a human doing what they love. That's it. Nothing special. And they just put in the time. That's it. And dedicating yourself daily. So making sure, and, and those are, that's the the key with those mini goals that we're talking yeah. about. The more mini goals that you have, the more that you have to dedicate yourself daily to actually doing that component. And as you said, that manifestation component, the cool thing is all those opportunities are actually already there for you, but you're not Mm -hmm. prepared for them. And every time you do all those little mini goals, you'll get an open door and you already put in all the legwork. So someone says, Hey, do you want to do this? And you're like, yeah, I've been preparing for this for like a year. Totally. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. So Keep up with all those mini goals because those are your daily steps. And the more that you do it, you feel inspired and fulfilled every day because you're taking steps in something that's really something you love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what's coming to my mind too, when you mentioned the constant comparison, which really paralyzes people from even wanting to take steps in the first place because they're, we're telling ourselves like, oh, you know, they have something that I don't, I'm not good enough, whatever that story is. And then I'm thinking about, to tie it all together, relationships, like we're comparing where we're at, especially if we're single 
to the relationships we see on social media, then that becomes paralyzing of and becomes a story that we tell ourselves that, oh, we can't have what they have. This is a reminder that they're just humans figuring out their love lives and their relationships. Of course, you can have what you what you truly desire. Yeah, that's beautiful because as a single individual, it's really easy to compare yourself to some relationship online and put yourself down and be like, why can't I have that? Some relationship that your friends have. And it's like, why can't I have that? You would have it if you really wanted it. If you look back at your life, and this is important, it's so important. Whenever I work with someone single, this is something that I have them do immediately. Look back at your life and actually look at all the men or women that you had the opportunity to be with and that you could have been with, but you said no. You said no and you moved on because there was something else that's more important to you. And that's okay. The individuals that said yes to the relationship and no to the thing you said yes to, that's because relationships are more purposeful to them. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you don't have relationships. You might have a thriving community. You might have a thriving family, a thriving business where you feel like your clients are your best friends, you know, which is actually some of mine as well. Um, And so it's not that the relationship's ever gone. It's just transformed into a form that's more purposeful to you. And realize that the more that you love and appreciate yourself for living your own life, the more that this is is kind of the catch 22 that you are shining that authentic like out there and the person who you're really meant to be with is going to actually see that right that's the person you want to be with you want to be with the person who wants to be with the part of you that actually doesn't prioritize relationships to the same degree because that's going to align with their purpose you know so it's it's just remembering if you're single there's nothing wrong with you i'm not saying don't go after your goal and find that mate do it if you love it but there's nothing missing there's nothing wrong with you love yourself for the life that you've created without a partner and even looking at other individuals and seeing how that life wouldn't serve you that life that you put on a pedestal Look at how that would damage what's important to you and you'll start to realize how perfect you are for being single in this moment. And it's funny because you don't have to love yourself to attract a partner. You really don't. It's not the truth. But if you want to attract a partner that is going to help you with your purpose and being aligned with your purpose, love yourself enough to figure that out. (laughs) And then it's just a more empowering long-term partnership that's going to last. Yeah. Longer. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Literally (laughs) my, everything I talk about in a nutshell, like the quality of your relationships that you will attract when you do this work is just out of this world. Yeah. I love how it all ties together. You just summed it up perfectly. Um, I like to end with a little bit of a fun question. So I'm curious, what is on your bucket list that you would like to do within the next year? Bucket list that I would like to do within the next year. I have a lot of plans for the next year. (laughs) Um, I'm really working. The one thing that I'm, I'm trying to do that probably is the biggest challenge for me is the other thing that I love is I love the hospitality industry. I love hotels. Mm -hmm. I love them so much. So I'm working on building 
a house in the area that I live. And uh, I'm not quite sure if I could get that done in the next year. It might be a little bit overkill, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and see what I can do anyways. <laughs> so I'll put that as my bucket list to see how much I can do in the year and see how that goes. <laughs> Are you wanting to do like an a bed and breakfast, an Airbnb, or it's going to be a house for you? It's going to be, I'll probably keep it long-term for me, um, but it will definitely be an Airbnb. I love hosting individuals, just like I love the mindset and how you can create an experience for someone that changes their lives. I love doing that in the physical world as well, which to me is what travel does. So providing those spaces for people is really inspiring. But yeah, just finding, I've actually been doing a lot of research on architects and architecture, and I would love to create a home that stands the test of time. And that when you walk in, you feel like you're in a piece of art situated Mm -hmm. in nature. And I just really think that when we have those kind of environments for ourselves, even if it's only temporary, like somewhere someone can stay with their friends and family, maybe do a mastermind there with uh, all your single friends, which is really fun, by the way. (laughs) Um, It just changes your it changes your perspective it's like whenever we go to Europe or some beautiful building that's been old and has history and there's so much behind it that it just changes your perspective and your life when you walk through those doors so I'd love to create something like that it's definitely in the works and I don't know if I can get it done in a year because it's my first time doing something like that so we'll see how that goes but it's definitely in the works oh I love that yeah that's awesome yeah, keep me posted because I'm not too far. So yeah, I, that's true. I, I like the idea of having a mastermind there or some sort of retreat. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it'll be a space for that for sure. Well, thank you so much for being here. And just I feel like we're I just I feel lit up by this conversation and how purpose really is the overarching theme to everything and connecting with yourself. So it's very fitting to this audience and this podcast. So I really appreciate it. Where can listeners connect with you and say hello? Yeah, so the best place to start is my website, just carlypeppin.com. And then from there, you have all the links. If you love Facebook, there's Facebook, Instagram, it's there. And um, there's just a lot of information and posts and everything like that on that. And I will also link that in the show notes, so it'll be easy to find. So thank you for being here and thank you all for listening. And we will talk next week. Bye. Bye.